When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Utopia podcast. I'm your host Jim Chisholm and I'm joined by examiner football writers Rory Benson and Blake Welton. Today we're going to be reviewing the last weekend's 2-0 defeat at Wembley before previewing this Saturday's crunch home tie with Swansea. But before we do any of that, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to point you in the direction of our sponsors, Beer52. If you go to the website, type in the code Huddersfield, you can pick up a create £29 beer for just 5 95 which I think we all agree is a great deal. So, Tottenham, exactly what we expected, Rory? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's from the interviews with the players afterwards, they all were told before the game, you know, it's, the pressure's off for this one, give it your best. If they pick up some points, then great. If not, it's not the end of the world. And I think in these these next sort of upcoming fixtures is where the the season's really going to be decided for town with Swansea coming up, uh, Crystal Palace coming up, Newcastle, Brighton. So, yeah, it was a bit of a free hit. Um, and I thought they played pretty well, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, the quality shows through. Tottenham they spent £86 million in the summer and then splashed out £25 million on Lucas Moura in January. So... That's what that's that's what uh, quality you get with that amount of money being spent. So, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone has any trouble writing that game off, and hopefully the momentum will continue into Swansea next week. No, totally. I think it was a, a rather routine victory for Tottenham and, and one that sets them up nicely for for tonight as well against Juventus. I don't think they wanted to stretch their legs too much. So once they got the goal, they're quite happy to play out the back and just you know and, and just try and find some more spaces and get the killer second goal. Whereas Town, I wouldn't say they weren't at the races, but maybe their intensity was maybe not as on it as maybe against you know Swansea or against you know. Bournemouth beforehand. Do you or, think that was deliberate? Um, I, I don't like to say deliberate because then you know the critics will come on and say we're saying they're not trying, um, and that I just think psychologically, if you if you're looking at things, um, maybe that does have an impact. Where you know if there's a fifty-fifty, you're thinking we need to make sure we're sorted. You know, or the second ball, maybe not win as many second balls or something. What was surprising for me, and I don't know if you know, Rory will agree, is starting Pritchard, particularly as he went off with an injury, and how crucial he is going to probably be against um, Swansea and Palace. And I just thought maybe that was a bit of a risk that maybe didn't pay off. Yeah, I, I can see why I'd think it was a risk and obviously he did pick up a knock which which isn't great. I think if he hadn't started him people would have been asking questions because he's been the best player since he's really got a run in the team. I think it it would have shown a lack of ambition had he not started. And also he is in great form so you want to start players and continue, keep their form going. Hopefully his knock's not going to be anything bad and he can play against Swansea this weekend. Um, I think it'll be proven whether it was a mistake or not whether he does start against Swansea to be honest because 
I, I would I wanted him to start against Tottenham. I think he should start every game from from you know here on out pretty much. Um, but if it means that he's missing other games because he's picked up a knock in a game where maybe Town are less likely to pick up points, then I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and, and just going back to that as well, um, he, he walked past in the mix zone, didn't stop to talk to any of the press, but I just shouted to him, Alex, how's the injury? And he put a thumbs up. So, And then David, obviously, when you were in the press conference after, he said it was a dead leg. So I'm hoping it's one of those dead legs where it's only a couple of days and not the Colin Kwan dead leg for about... you know. <laughs> two or three weeks or whatever that was all about so you know Speaking of Colin Quano we've had uh, some, some questions on Twitter particularly one from John Lamb uh, who asked what was Super Cold doing that was so wrong? Um, I just think it just wasn't his day I think when you're coming up against someone like Son who is such an underrated player actually everyone goes on about Harry Kane Christian Eriksen but you know Song is such a quality player he was just tearing that right side to pieces um, and Kwana we've discussed last week about all his en- endeavour and e- his efforts um, can't ever be faulted but just technically he's maybe not as good and as strong as Tom Ince. and I think probably that was you know that was highlighted in abundance where you know he just kind of got his legs which is sometimes tied up anyway of his own doing completely tied up with you know the the quality and flair that son had you know against him so i think that was probably chalk it down to a bad day at the office but highlighting his maybe lack of quality against certain opposition um and that but i just thought it was very just very weird the, the way he went off stormed down the tunnel it's very on Terrier spirit so to speak well, I mean is it the argument that you know it shows that he's, he wants it that he's kind of you know cares about it you know and, and I don't think any player who gets subbed at what was it 23 minutes or something is, is going to be happy I mean I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that like, I'd, I'd be a bit annoyed as well yeah I think I would be as well and David Wagner made the point after the game as well that he might you know, he was disappointed in himself as well because he probably knew he wasn't having the best game. So, you know, I think giving yourself a bit of a kick after being subbed for 20 minutes, you don't want to be subbed, but if you know why, you're going to be angry at yourself as well as angry at the substitution. Um, and I would also just add to, to what we said, we were talking about uh, Florent Adagenai before, uh, and we said that he maybe didn't have his best game either. And that probably showed Kwan's sort of lack of tracking back a little bit more, highlighted it a bit, possibly. Um, but I don't think it was it was all Kwana. I just think maybe Hadjani and Kwana weren't quite at their game against Tottenham, and they came up against a left winger in Son who was just on fire the whole game. As and that's as I said before, that's what money can buy you. It can just buy you two goals in an instant like that. So I don't know. It, it's I, know, I can understand why he'd get wound up, but I think it's one of those things that you just have to forget about it, move on, and hopefully he's. Uh, he's at it against Swansea this weekend yeah totally I think it's, it'd be interesting to see the reaction and, and whether he's still in the starting lineup or whether he's a substitute or not even in the match day squad so a big reaction from him and also interesting to see the reaction that David Wagner sometimes David says things to quell the situation and downplay it and then behind closed doors that's when you know there's there's kind of a, a talking to or you know or something happens so but yeah like I said the rest of the season and, and that it's just the first time we've ever we've seen anything like that you know that frustration which you can say is good but to me it's just a little bit you know everyone's in it together and if you you know have a bad game everyone rallies around and supports each other and you know not 
highlight. It was just a very individual reaction where town are all about the collective and and that and you know and and the collective and the greater good you know um, and that. So that was the only thing that I felt was very different that we've not seen before. Yeah, I think we were, I think we've seen a few players have some negative reactions. Like I remember Scott Malone. I think earlier in the season wasn't particularly happy about not playing or being subbed and stuff. But I think with Quana, it's he's got this image as, as a gentle giant, which makes it all the more surprising. Yeah, I think. But I don't th- I don't think it's a major issue, and it's not. No. It happened, and it's. I think it's passion, isn't it? Really, yeah. and yeah, I think I'm. I'm the other part to... of the Terry Red, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Anything else on Tottenham? I mean, there's not much to talk about on Tottenham, is there? Because it just everything we thought would happen happened. Yeah, it was kind of routine, and I don't I, think Tottenham ever got out of second gear. To no, so I don't think we got our second gear either. I think even in the build-up, although, although David Wagner and uh, Hadouj and I, like, who was being interviewed before the game in the press conference, they were they were very much like oh, focuses on Spurs. The questions from the journalists were all about Swansea, really, for mm. the next week. Anyway, that was earmarked as the next big fixture. So a two 0 defeat to Tottenham. It's not great. It doesn't do wonders for the goal difference either, which is an issue. But you know, you don't need goal difference if you get the points against Swansea and, and Crystal Palace and, and the other upcoming games. No, totally. And like I said, Town got promoted with a negative goal difference. So you know, it wasn't it, negative twenty five though, was it? No, it wasn't negative twenty five. But um, like David always goes on about, well, you know, we. You know, goal difference, and you know how it hasn't it hasn't caused any issues in the championship. And like I said, if you have the points on the board, it doesn't it doesn't matter um, the goal difference as much. The the only other thing I'd say is it you know it kept it down two nil. They didn't park the bus. Some sides have played against bigger sides early in the season and and just parked the bus. At least they did look like they tried to have a go at you know Tottenham. Um, and 2-0 was uh, more than sort of respectable scoreline I reckon so. yeah and I think with Ince's effort as well in the second half at 1-0 at one that was you know it could have been a different yeah. game had that have gone in and Tam did build into the game in the second half a little bit it was just maybe I just think on the day they came up against a quality Tottenham side managed by arguably the best manager in the Premier League apart from maybe Guardiola so you know I think you John you accept Carver. it and <laughs> David Wagner for me. <laughs> right, so let's move on to Swansea then, because that's what we're that's what we're all excited about. Is it is it a, a must win in a series of must wins? No, that's the that's the the key the key phrase. Yeah. Isn't it? must win. I, I think this is really important. I mean, Swansea coming off the back of a four one victory over West Ham since we played pretty well. Carvalho's got them set up very well. How do we approach this? I don't think it's a it's a must win. I think you never do, do you? No, I think we'd never win any games if you were. It's it's a it's a must not lose. Um, I think we said a few weeks ago it's a must not lose for West Brom. I think going away with a point against Swansea wouldn't be too bad. The way they're playing, you know, their form and the fact that Carlos uh, Caval knows how to, you know, set up against David Wagner, and you know David Wagner's had very little joy in the past. With uh, with with him and his size at Sheffield Wednesday, oh, albeit yes, they did beat Wednesday in the playoff semi final, but it was all scoreless and draws um, in both legs. Um, Town didn't score a single goal last season against them because Tom Lees obviously was the own goal scorer. So yes, different sides this time, but you know I think a one-one draw would be fine for Town. 
I would prefer a win. I mean, as you oh, would course, prefer a win yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I I would be more nervous if they picked up a a draw. I think at home, and I'm I'm hoping to be honest that the 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 playoff semi final win, which was a draw over them, has kind of broken the hoodoo, and and they can beat a Carlos Cavajal team now. But I just think at home, Swansea, although they're in good form, I think Town should really be going to win that game. I'd approach it like they approached uh, the Bournemouth game. Go in there, play the way that got them brought up in the first place, be attacking, get Pritchard and Mounier or Duplatcher, whoever's going to start up the pitch, and really try and put pressure on them from the outset. I don't think Swansea, although they're on a good run of form, I don't particularly think they've got that much quality in the squad. Mm. Uh, I know Jordan and Andre Ayew played really well against West Ham. They but were pumped for that. <laughs> what you know, but Andre Ayew doesn't go from being, you know, doesn't go to a world beater from being terrible at West Ham. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I think Town really should be looking at this game, thinking we're going to win this because then coming up, you beat Swansea. I think the positive momentum's a, a big thing as well. You know, although Tottenham, we've kind of written off. Hopefully, the, the positive momentum will continue forward. Beat Swansea, you can take that momentum into Crystal Palace. Beat Palace, you take it into the next game. And I just feel as though beating Swansea is going to be important when you've got Brighton and Newcastle away to still play as well. Because mm-hmm. I think Brighton are in good form, especially at the Amex. And Newcastle going to St James's Park, although the crowd can turn up there got if they need record. to win. They've got a They're, terrible record. You I'd, can easily frustrate Newcastle and then the, the Geordies get on their back and... You know, and then all of a sudden they 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 bottle it. I think that on the on the road they're a lot better. So I think I would be I would agree with you with the Brighton Brighton away it would be a more tougher prospect than Newcastle away for me. Yeah, I think their their home record has got better this season. Last season it was awful, but you know, with Rafa at the helm as well, I just think Newcastle set up not to lose that game, and I think they'll pick up points here there. Whereas Town, I think it's going to be a win or it's going to be a loss. I don't really see Town drawing too many games until the end of the season because I think at home, David Wagner will go for it. And I think away from home, we've seen if Town don't go for it, they can get hit and they don't tend to score. Whereas if they go for it away from home, I do think they'll pick up a win as well. It's all going to be down to home farm for me. I mean, if we, we can't, we've got, we got to pick up wins when we can at home because we can, we're such a inconsistent team away from home like a, diff- a different team yeah. will turn up every time whereas at home you always feel like we can do something whether it's against Man United or whether it's against uh, Swansea so I think we have to get the points on the board at home I think Swansea and Palace are absolutely vital to pick up six points or four yeah. I would say four I'd say I'd happy with Swansea a point and then Palace um, you know they they were I, I watched them at Sellers Park against United and and they were very spirited. They've got an awful lot of injuries. Um, they've still got eleven players out, of which is Wilfred Zahar, and they haven't won a game without Wilfred Zahar all season. Although he is expected to be back for the Huddersfield Town game, which will be a bit of a minor blow. But I just think Swansea, we can get a point, nip there, run in the bud, keep our momentum going, and then the three points against Palace, and that'll be four points, and that'll be, you know, maybe another win or something. Yeah, we need, what, nine or ten points, you'd say, out of nine games to be safe. I'm not sure if you'll need that many. I I think, although quite a lot of the teams down there are in decent form at the minute 
one team always falls away at the end. I think Swan, uh, not Swansea, sorry, West Brom. They're I think we'd all agree are dead yeah. and buried. I think one team will go on an awful run of form. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Newcastle, who go on a terrible run of form. They sort of ebb away to the end of the season, and then sort of final game of the season, there's going to be a couple of teams down there. I would say 37 points personally would get keep you safe. So we need seven points. We need two wins and a draw. Yeah. If you can get those those six points from Swansea and Palace, and obviously you get three points off Arsenal because they're just giving away like presents at the yeah, moment. That's so it. that's you know that's another load. Well, I mean, you both seem to think that I'm not. I'm not as certain that if it comes down to the last game of the season, we need to get three points. Yeah, off Arsenal no, no, perfect. no. I, I think six points in the next two games that keeps town up yeah. because they will pick up at mm. least a point. And as I said, mentioned before, the momentum. If they win these next two games, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Three, four in a row. Yeah, yeah, t- I, I totally agree with that. Just going back to Newcastle as well, I, I totally believe they'll stay up because just how good a manager Benitez is. He's he's a European pedigree manager in a very mediocre side, and he'll have enough, or he'll give them enough to to get them. I think they've got Southampton this weekend, which is mouth watering, yeah. and they're the ones for me. I think. That are going to go down, um, Southampton, along with Stoke and West Brom, um, and and I just don't know why none of the media they always are picking on every one other team, particularly Town, particularly Newcastle, Brighton, all the new boys, other than Southampton to go down, and I can't see, you know, there's anything about them at all. They don't score goals, and they can't. If they do get points, it's only draws. They can't convert into wins. I think it's that sort of mentality of oh, they're, they're too good to go yeah, down. Yeah, it's, which that's, that's why Newcastle have gone down twice yeah. in the last few years because people think that they're actually too good, and then it gets to the end of the season and they realise that they're not. Who do you think will go down, Rory? Uh, I think West Brom are pretty much dead and buried, and then I would say Stoke, and I would go for Newcastle as well. I'd go for West Brom Stoke. I think West Ham. I think West Ham are going down. I think West Brom, West Ham, and Stoke. Yeah, West. I think West Ham are that team that are going to go go on an awful run. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they go down from the Championship as well next season <laughs> because because be their their wage bill is just enormous. Yeah, yeah and if yeah. they go to the Championship, they're going to have to sell players here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And there's the other situation with the. The stadium, yeah, yeah, and and the fans certainly they've been going on on their back recently as well, getting on their on the gold gold and uh, Sullivan's back recently. Um, I, again, that's a bizarre. One. There's a couple of sides like I know I think Watford will be fine because they're they're further enough out of it at the moment, but them Watford and West Ham are just bizarre sides where you constantly think that you look at them and look at the team and you think who are they and what are they. <laughs> And what is the point of Watford? What, yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully, no one from Watford is listening on that. But you do think? I, I was, I was just conveying Blake's views there. Just to, <laughs> yeah, they just delve into to delve into my mind and rip that out. But you, you just look at them. But then they always surprise you. They always just get a result from yeah. nowhere. And just, just when you think maybe West Ham or Watford are, are slipping into it, they then get pull out a result from nowhere. I remember, you know, West Ham FA Cup third round and they had all these injuries and then they were on a bad run and then they pulled a result out in the next game in the Premier League and they just seem to always just do that and conjure something same with Watford so I think Watford and 
obviously will be safer at West Ham will as well because they'll just manufacture something from somewhere so home or away probably away because the London stadiums are a very weird place for them so go have some predictions then for Saturday Blake 1-1 one one. Do we, do you want me to do? No, I don't want the assistant. The assistant. <laughs> yeah, what, but you what, can give me the goal scorer. I think it could be one one. Town will score first, and then it'll just get a little bit edgy, and Swansea will uh, score, uh, will equalise, and I am going to go for out of the box. Jonathan Hogg screamer <laughs> Barnsley Barnsley yeah and that finished a draw didn't it I think. If, that com- if, if that happens I'll give you a tenner that was 2-1 win yeah. wasn't it Barnsley yeah was it 2-1 yes yeah good shout I'm going to go for Town's favourite result this season and say 4-1 to the score Town <laughs> that is that's a bold prediction We're but I think I think if Town the first 20 minutes will be where the game's won and lost that's mm. for Huddersfield that is, that's what it's like usually they put teams under pressure if they don't score then the opposition will score and then it kind of goes downhill from there if they score in the first 20 minutes I think it'll be pretty comfortable yeah. right, okay. and I think it'll get the crowd behind them it'll push them forward I, I, I just really like how they play when Pritchard and one of the strikers plays together as well It, I think they can score goals and I think they showed against Bournemouth that you know they're going to they, they can do it especially at home so, so formation wise I same formation as as normal. Same formation, same mm. team. Maybe swap Guana for for Ince. That's yeah. I would I'd make probably, minimal changes from now to the end of the season. I'd probably say swap Guana for Ince, and that he looked a lot better. Lot you know yeah. when he came on. Um, Moy as well might be back from his from his knee injury. Yeah. I'd probably leave Friday. I'd probably leave Williams in. For me. Yeah, I think Williams throws himself about. Played pretty well against Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna go one nil. Town. I think it's gonna be tight. It's difficult teams to break down kind of all time teams. I'm I'm gonna say Tomins. I'm gonna to say Tomins every week until he actually scores. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm not gonna shave. I'm not gonna have my hair cut until Tomins scores. Is this why you look like Father Christmas? I don't know. Yeah, if, if anybody could see me right now, it's it's getting out of hand. Yeah. Please, Tom, score a goal. Last goal, Boxing Day, wasn't it? And since then you haven't shaved. Exactly, yeah. So, so uh, I've still not got a beard really. That's, that's <laughs> unfortunately. So what about the Departure Mounier, who, who would uh, Mounier? I think I yeah. think you've got to keep got to keep with the the, the informed players. I think sometimes it can unsettle people if you change it up when people yeah. have been playing so well. I think his confidence is so high as well that yeah. you know I think he thinks he's going to score when he gets on the pitch, yeah. especially when Pritchard's next to him. Yeah, I just think that partnership yeah. is brilliant. That that partnership, you know, it's just come out of nowhere because of you know Pritchard the introduction. Pritchard he looks a completely different player now, Mounier. But do you keep Kwana in the team because of the assists that he's had this season as well? Because he's the leading assist. I mean, he's hardly played compared to some of the, yeah. the players like you know Ince and stuff like that. But he's got the most assists in the Premier League for Town. Do you keep him in for that? I've got a feeling Ince might have might be a more effective player against a team like Swansea. Yeah. Um, if they push their wing backs up, the the back three can be isolated, and that's what happened initially against Bournemouth until. House switched to a back four. I, I, I would go for Ince. You know, he's someone who he's got an end product that is it's more versatile. I think. I think Quana does come up with assists, but I think you want someone like Ince running at that back three, cutting inside. He can shoot. He can, you know, cross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Huddersfield town terms. Yeah. yeah. No, but he can shoot. He just can't score. There's a difference. Okay. Yeah, and he gets himself into. <laughs> I think better positions than Kwana as well to score as well. Yeah. So. Right, so I'm gonna just in the last five minutes I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun 
and I'm going to be touching wood here. On that. And I'm, I'm going to ask you all a question. You've all said that Town are going to stay up. So next season, what what do Huddersfield Town do? Can they keep hold of Wagner? Do we have a ceiling? Do we spend a lot of money? This, 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 this is the this question. Is not, this is not yeah, on the this script. Is literally, quite literally, <laughs> what you are paid for. So run with it. <laughs> do, do you want to go first? Uh, to this, this is not on the script. Just remember it's recorded. You know, yeah, for eternity, I, it will be there. I, I, th- I think um, second season is always more difficult, but I don't think if they kept the key components in place... What are the key components? Wagner. Obviously, um, if they keep Wagner in place, I think mate, okay, he might lose one or two players. I think maybe it might how you know uh, Christopher Schindler might you know I'm not trying to force anyone out of the club, but someone might look at Schindler as a centre back who you know for good value he might go, um, and if he can if he can keep most of the players um, you know together, and if he does lose any make you know some more sterling signings from nowhere um i think you know they they will then be able to build themselves into mid-table mediocrity maybe have a nice little cup run um something to look forward to that isn't it mediocrity yeah mid-table mediocrity and and everyone who's already starting to whinge about going to soulless anfield and you know soulless old trafford they'll start to have this sort of contempt for the premier league while they get mid-table mediocrity, um, but nice little cup run, maybe to the league cup final or something. So yeah, I think. Um, it sounds more depressing than getting relegated. <laughs> um, and I think maybe getting some getting some uh, so, some uh, strength and depth on the wing for Rajiv and the power because um, there's no real competition for them, him at the moment. If you think that was depressing, my uh, <laughs> looks even worse. I I think if Town stay in the Premier League this season it'll be a massive achievement I wouldn't be surprised if David Wagner is looked at by other clubs totally. and Town's best players as well like say Schindler I think there will be a changeover in the summer I think whoever is appointed has to be in the same mould as David Wagner and play his style of football so that whoever comes in like we saw at Palace over the summer mm. De Boer came in tried to change the football and got axed within six games or something I think it's got to be in the same sort of mould. I think they have to be backed in the transfer market as well, even though I think they'll get quite a lot of money for someone like Christopher Schindler or possibly Aaron Moy. Um, but as you said, the second season in the Premier League is so much more difficult. I think it depends also who comes up. If you look at the strength in the Championship this year, I think if Wolves come up, which they look like they're doing, they will stay up. Yeah. I think they've got yeah. a good enough team. Yeah, definitely. I think Villa are also pretty strong and have a decent enough team. It's going to be a very, very competitive league next season. And I think it'll be a similar sort of... It'll be similar to this season in that you've got nine teams who could quite easily go down. Huddersfield Town are going to be in that category. It depends whether they can keep the momentum. Because I think this season they've been helped from the momentum of going up through the playoffs. Although their summer was shorter, it means that the players were all fit by the time that the season came round. I don't know. I think it's going to be a hard push next season. I think, you know, it. Although they they will give it their all, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the bottom three. But fingers crossed that they don't. And hopefully, if hopefully Wagner stays, everyone stays, and they do exactly the same again. But I, I think this season, I think a lot of the approach has to be the same from this season to next season. Like um, this season is dreamland. Everyone enjoy it. 
Um, next season, if they stay up, will be a bonus, another bonus year. And then if they stay up, it'll be another bonus year. And before you know it, two, three seasons down the line. But um, yeah, if, if, if Wagner go, it'd be interesting. There's a lot, again, you look at other clubs, it's a really good point Roy made about who might be coming up. And that I think Wolves have just basically been top for all season. So they've been able to then prepare in January for Premier League. Aston Villa the same, um, and, and that as well. I think they they could do it. And Cardiff would probably be the weakest of them, maybe. Mm. In, you know, Warnock's already said. But the Warnock team's hard to beat. Yeah, but Warnock's not what, in the Premier League. No, and Warnock sort of said he would probably walk. He, he didn't mind walking away because he didn't like the Premier League. He liked the Championship. So you, you know, he did say something bizarre like that in typical Neil Warnock style. So I mean, you he know. does he does say that in his uh, autobiography, The Gaffer. <laughs> which if you get the audiobook is read by Neil Warnock himself and is it is an absolutely fantastic way to spend your evenings but he, he does say that his, his time at QPR and Crystal Palace he just had enough of the Premier League yeah. and wouldn't think he would give it another shot so I think Cardiff would be in a, a weak position yeah. and, and maybe someone might suddenly realise who, who are Watford so they'll uh, go down stop and slagging up Watford, <laughs> and, and and Rafa and Rafa might finally decide to leave and walk from Newcastle and with with Ashley selling or not selling or or whatever. So that's that's at least three teams there. So I've already kept town. So up. that's it. We're going to stay up this season and next season yeah. push on to Europe. Right, the season after yeah. that. Right. Well, I think we've uh, we've covered just about everything. Sorry for dropping that on you at the end. Yeah. Um, as ever, thanks for listening. You want to. If you enjoyed it, give us a good review. Pop over to iTunes. Remember, only five-star reviews. Um, and until next time, keep the faith. Nu twee gig data met een 0 minuten bel en sms bundel voor maar 9 euro per maand. Omdat het kan. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.